I have been listening to Audible for years. It just started with a free trial and my favorite Ellen Hildebrand book. And then once I realized how much I could accomplish in a day, like cooking for the kids, cleaning, organizing the house, you name it, um, while being entertained, I was hooked. It has all of my favorite fiction books, but it also has our favorite books on natural birth like Mindful Hypnobirthing, Birth Without Fear, Birthing From Within, Natural Childbirth, The Bradley Way, just to name a few. If you use my link, you can get 30 days free of Audible. Just go to audibletrial.com slash birthnaturally. And I suggest starting with Ina May's Guide to Childbirth if you haven't already, because that is a listener favorite. So once again, just go to audibletrial.com slash birthnaturally for 30 days free. Welcome to Birth Naturally. I'm Kaylee. And I'm Kate. And we're sisters having a conversation about everything from med-free birth to natural parenting. Hi everyone, welcome to today's episode. We have Rachel on the podcast today and Rachel's first birth did not go as planned. She ended up actually with a planned C-section due to a placenta issue, and she'll tell you all about that. But what we really loved about her story is that that did not deter her from having the birth she wanted with her second. Yeah, it's definitely encouraging for moms who would like to have a V-back. This is just one story that, you know, that was definitely possible. She got exactly what she wanted in the end, so that's very encouraging. Don't forget to follow along on Instagram at Birth Naturally. Um, thank you all to everyone who filled out the form, giving us feedback on the future of what we're going to be working on. It really, really helped. Um, it's still up in the link in our bio on Instagram, so you can still fill that out and yeah, give we us have, more feedback. We haven't feedback. decided when we're going to close that form no. out. <laughs> we'll give it a couple more weeks just to get everyone's input, but we... We just want to kind of expand and grow and help as many moms as possible that are on this natural birth journey. And also, um, moving into the next couple weeks in August, we probably will be every other week because I'm due at the beginning of August. We won't be able to chat yeah, with as many people. We don't have the time. You yeah. know how that goes with the new baby. And also, we don't know when this baby's coming. We so we thought we would just do every other week in August. Um, so we will be skipping a couple weeks. But don't worry. We will be back in September every week. And hopefully with some new fun things, whether that be merch or new episodes or new bonus episodes. Who knows? <laughs> we will figure it out. <laughs> and we will let you all know. But thank you so much for every to everyone who filled out that form and like we said it's still up if you'd like to help us out and you know tell us what you'd like what you wouldn't like that would be we would really appreciate it yeah and one more thing we do have a couple weeks before I am due and we'd love to chat with as many moms as possible uh, between now and then Mm -hmm. so if you go on our Instagram there's a little it's called a link tree click on that and there's a link that says share your story you can always reach out to us at birthnaturallypodcast at gmail.com or even send us a DM and we'll send you the link directly. So we, we'd love to get some of those scheduled so just so we can have put out as many stories as we can while I'm on a quote-unquote maternity leave. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. We would love that. We'd love to hear all of your stories. So definitely reach out. And, and one other thing. <laughs> one just more kidding. thing. <laughs> 
Um, please share the podcast with other moms who might be interested in, you know, or other any other women or men. Who who knows? Yeah, somebody we do, will. We do have men that listen. We do. Yeah. So somebody will like to hear these stories, and it would really it really helps us grow, and it helps us keep doing what we're doing. And take two seconds to give us a quick five star rating. We seriously appreciate it, guys. Really. So with that said, please enjoy today's episode. They say giving birth is equivalent to running a marathon, but what about being pregnant and building a company from scratch while taking on the multivitamin aisle? That is the story of Ritual's founder, Kat Schneider, who started Ritual because she couldn't find a prenatal she could trust. So I just started recently taking the Essential for Women multivitamin, and it's been great so far. They are super gentle on my stomach. I can even take them without food, which is just very convenient. And yeah, it's great because I just want to fill some gaps in my diet. And I feel like this is exactly what I need. They're also great tasting. Like the the Essential for Women multivitamins have like this minty taste. So I'm so not used to that. I'm used to that like not so great aftertaste. So that's been awesome as well. So although I am not pregnant, Ritual has a prenatal that you can trust. They are made with traceable ingredients. You can literally look at a map and see where all the ingredients have come from, which is super cool. And you better believe I checked that out and I loved it. And all of the ingredients are vegan, bioavailable, and clinically studied key nutrients for before and during pregnancy. They're also non-GMO project verified, gluten, and major allergen free. So why settle for a multivitamin you're not 100% sure about? Ritual was literally built on trust, so you know it's the real deal. Ritual is offering my listeners 30% off during their first month. Visit ritual.com slash birthnaturally to start Ritual or add Essential for Women prenatal to your subscription today. Welcome, Rachel. Thanks so much for joining us today. Excited to be here. <laughs> Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about you and your family? Um, so I'm a mother of two. I have a little girl and a little boy, a three-year-old and six months old. Um, we live in Moscow, Idaho. And I'm an artist. I create mostly birth art. But I love birthy. <laughs> That's so cool. I'd love to check out what you do. That's really awesome. Well, so why don't you start off by just telling us uh, how you and your husband started a, your family? What was your journey like to getting pregnant with your first? Um, well, with our first, we got pregnant really easy. Um, we, I think we only tried for like a month and we were both pretty excited. I had always wanted a natural birth. So I was reading all the books and doing all that research and stuff. And then at the 20 week um, anatomy scan, they discovered that I had placenta previa and vasa previa. And so they said that I would have to have a cesarean if it didn't go. Mm -hmm. Um, And they checked it like uh, quite often to make sure that things were still safe and whatnot um and nothing moved so at 36 weeks i think um we were scheduled for a cesarean 
And um, at that point, I was okay with it. I accepted <clears throat> that cesarean was going to happen, even though I really didn't want it to. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. But, um, and this, the cesarean went smoothly. Everything went well. She was healthy. She was six pounds. Um, pretty good size for a 36 week baby. Yeah, really. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. And she, she breathed really good. Um, I didn't get to see her for like four hours till after she was born. So that was really hard. Yeah, I, I can imagine. Oh my gosh. Yeah, all my family had seen her before I even got to see her. Oh, really? <laughs> wow. Oh my gosh. So that was a hard. I, what was um, your recovery like with your C-section? Um, I felt like it went pretty smooth. Um, I Jake likes to tease me that I only took one ibuprofen. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I was rocking it. <laughs> yeah, really. I always think that, I mean, I haven't had a C-section, but it always seems to me like the recovery would be so difficult. Physically, I felt pretty good. Emotionally, though, I was pretty rough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, and I'm sure that I mean that must be really difficult when you're when you kind of have your heart set on giving birth naturally, and then you know having to have surgery after all that. That that has to be difficult. Yeah, yeah. Um, I knew that if I couldn't <clears throat> couldn't control her, the outcome of how her birth happened, I wanted to at least breastfeed her. Mm-hmm. I had to work really hard to make that happen. My men come in for like two weeks. Oh, wow. I ended up uh, nursing her for two years. So wow. it worked. worked out in the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Two weeks. That's crazy. Is that because she was so, had to like come so early? Because she came early yeah. and didn't bond immediately as right. well. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's good crazy. for sticking it out though. That's awesome. Yeah, I think I think most moms would be like, you know what, this is like way too difficult. Like <laughs> it really does take a lot of work sometimes though. Yeah. And then once you get once you get it down, it's can be really easy and enjoyable. Yep. <laughs> so so prior to your anatomy scan, had you been planning a natural hospital birth or are you planning a home birth? I had been planning a natural hospital birth. Okay. I had a mid- and she was great. She actually, I continued care with her up until the cesarean. And she actually assisted at the cesarean as well. Oh, that's so nice. That is yeah. so nice to have a familiar face there that you're comfortable with. That's awesome. Yeah, I was glad for her. Definitely. So when did you guys decide to start trying again for a second? Let's see, it would have been about three, two and a half-ish years. Um, I wanted I wanted to wait until I was I felt good about it like emotionally. It took me a long time to like recover from violence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, even though it was planned, it was still traumatic for me. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to feel good about it, so it took about <clears throat> two and a half ish years. Mm-hmm. And then, how was your journey to getting pregnant the second time? The second time we we got pregnant um, easy again. Um, we're really excited about it and stuff. Uh, definitely nervous when the 28 week anatomy scan came around again. I'm sure, <laughs> but everything looked great. Um, we decided to keep, <clears throat> sorry, <clears throat> it's okay. 
we decided to keep his um, gender a secret. So we didn't find out until he was born that he was a boy. That's such a fun surprise. So did, did you go into this thinking that you wanted to have a home birth? I did not. Oh, okay. So when we were pregnant, we were living in a different town. And I was um, seeing the same midwife that I had seen with Violet. And she was very supportive with feedbacks. So I felt good with her. But we were planning to move. So I had to find a different um, supporter Mm -hmm. uh, in a completely different town on the other side of the state. So I was calling around. And I was... I thought about looking for a birth center. I wanted to try an out of hospital birth. Mm-hmm. And I found one birth center near the town that we were moving to. So I called them up and told them my situation. And she, the, the birth center was, is technically in Washington. It's right on the border of Washington and Idaho. And in Washington, um, VBACs aren't allowed in birth centers. Oh, jeez. So she said, I could serve you as a home birth midwife, um, but I recommend you look into this other other midwife that has a lot of um, a lot of VBAC experience. So also at, the, at that time, she also told me that the hospitals, there's two hospitals, both of them um, don't allow VBACs at all. Oh, wow. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> so, so your mind was kind of like the choice was made for you. Essentially. <laughs> there was one hospital like an hour away that would allow it, but I didn't really like the idea of traveling that far. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So I called the, this new midwife up and talked to her and she had like just a few openings left for the time Jasper was going to be born. And I set up an appointment to visit with her when we moved here. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So how far along were you at that point? Um, I think I found her around 20 weeks or so, but okay. we didn't move here to Moscow till about 30 weeks. Oh, wow. Gotcha. So how were you feeling about this sudden change where you're like thinking you're going to deliver in a birth center or a hospital and then all of a sudden it's, oh no, I have to have <laughs> home birth. Well, I, always been open to the idea of home births. I always thought they sounded beautiful, um, but I was nervous. I was like, oh crap, what am I going to do now? And <laughs> my husband, who actually had been the one that was more nervous about home births and didn't want me to do home birth, um, he he was the one that said, let's do the home birth. That's, that's what we have to do. Oh, and wow. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's that is, nice. That is, yeah, you don't hear that quite very often, other, you know. You went the other way around, but hey, that's awesome that he was supportive. Were your did you let your friends and family know what your plans were, and if so, were they supportive? I didn't tell any of my family (laughs) (laughs) after Jasper was born. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Were you afraid of how they would react? I don't know so much afraid. I just didn't want um, their opinions. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. Feeling the messing with me yeah Yeah. I I mean yeah if you're afraid if you're thinking that someone might have you know put a negative spin on it it's better to just keep it to yourself (laughs) protect yourself that's you know whatever it takes is that's bringing people into your circle or if it's just shutting your circle down and your circles you your husband your midwife 
more power to you. you know? That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> so talk to us a little bit about as you were approaching your due date, you had only been pregnant up to 36 weeks prior to this. So mm-hmm. how far along were you when your son was born? I was 38 weeks when Jasper. So how were you, how were you feeling at that point? Um, I, this, I had started to finally feel the jitters a little bit. Mm -hmm. I hadn't nervous at all. And finally reaching like 36 weeks. That's the longest I'd ever been pregnant. Mm -hmm. Like, oh crap, it's getting real now. (laughs) (laughs) This baby has to come eventually. (laughs) (laughs) And did you feel prepared? Like, did you guys take any classes or read any specific books or do anything like that to get really prepared? I had read quite a few books. Mm-hmm. Um, we did do the Hypno Babies course, okay. but I kind of lost a little interest in it. So I just kind of stopped doing it, um, yeah. which I was fine with. Uh, I felt prepared. I just wasn't feeling it anymore <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't think we've like talked to anyone who actually really used hypno babies I think we relaxed but I didn't actively use it during labor right I think that's what a lot of people say but at least you know beforehand it can kind of get you your mind yeah, you tools or something exactly. that you can, yeah, draw from mm-hmm. so tell us about when you went into labor how you knew that you were going into labor so um, Sunday morning, like at one in the morning, I was um, feeling aches in my lower back area, and I just thought it was normal pregnancy aches, and I couldn't sleep. Lying down made it worse, so I just got up, um, ate some food, and took a bath, and it wasn't, I didn't sleep very well that night, and it wasn't until around six or seven in the morning that I realized I was ex- seeing contractions <laughs> I didn't realize it I was like oh that's what these are okay well you hadn't felt them before so <laughs> so I finally decided to start timing them um I was really bad really bad um I just wasn't in my mindset to keep track of them I just wanted to let it, things flow however they wanted to mm-hmm. Um, but I did call my midwife and let her know what I was experiencing. And she said that it could be prodrama labor. Not mm-hmm. sure if right. Yeah. Um, cause they weren't like super consistent. So she just gave me a heads up that they could last a long time. Uh, so that was Sunday. And then Monday, I didn't sleep again that night. I think I basically spent the whole night in the tub. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it, it felt better I was experiencing a lot of pressure in my back lower back area Mm -hmm. um and then I called her again in the morning I was like things are getting more real more serious and I called my doula as well and my doula came over as well as the midwife um I oh I guess I was dying or not diagnosed but tested positive for group B strep okay my midwife wanted I got that uh, antibiotic started before my water broke. Mm-hmm. Did they give um, you, um, d- did you, uh, did they do an IV or did they give you oral yeah. antibiotics? She was able to do an IV at home. Okay. I was really glad for that. Yeah, that's, that's easy. Oh, so, so had you planned a water birth or 
I I had been open to the idea of the water birth. I I hadn't had it stuck in my mind completely that that's exactly what I wanted to do, but I just wanted the option. Mm-hmm. So we did um, get a water tub started, set up, um, and ready, but I didn't actually end up using it at all. <laughs> oh, you didn't? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> what did you use? Like, what, what felt good? I labored on the birth ball a lot. Mm-hmm. I also leaned on the couch and on my husband. Um, we did that for quite a while. And the doula and my husband took turns doing counter pressure on my hips, and that helped a ton. Mm-hmm. So after they got there, did did your contractions kind of start getting really close together? They did. They kind of stopped. Like we didn't stop, but they weren't pressing like as fast as they had hoped they would, I guess. Okay. So I started walking the stairs in my house. And every time I walked the stairs, contractions would get stronger. But yeah. whenever I stopped, kind of just ease up a little bit oh man so you're getting a lot of a good workout during labor (laughs) (laughs) that's fun so I um I let the midwife um check me and she said I was dilated to around an eight but that the baby was up really high okay like a really great position yet I guess Mm -hmm. so um, we decided to do the mild circuit routine. Can you and tell people what that, what that is if they don't know? It, I don't know a whole lot about it, but it's basically some positions that you hold to help get the baby into a better position. Mm-hmm. I think there's three positions. Okay. And did that, did that like do the trick? Did, did the baby kind of move down a little bit lower then? Oh yeah. The yeah. the first I held the first position for like 30 minutes. The doula helped me while Jake put our first um to bed. Mm-hmm. And then in the second position, it was kind of like a laying down position with my pillows between my legs and my hips kind of like tilted. Mm-hmm. And Jake was laying by me while I was in that position. And lying down wasn't fun for contractions I hated it (laughs) oh yeah I can imagine (laughs) especially when your back hurts and stuff um yeah yeah, that would be that would be difficult I would have been like uh no I'm gonna do what's comfortable (laughs) I can't do this I was in this position for like half the time and then my water broke oh okay and that got things going really fast oh I'm sure yeah so those positions did the trick it sounds like (laughs) it worked <laughs> that's a good that's a good uh, reminder for people that might have that similar situation in their labor <laughs> it's, it's tough when you're in labor too and you're um you can find a comfortable position but you're not progressing to have to to have to make that that those those changes in position or like holding oh, something that's not so hard yeah, yeah it's like so hard my sister went through that and I remember just being like it'll go faster if you just mm-hmm. do it but it's so hard <laughs> It really is. So, so your water broke. Did things get really intense? Then? Yeah, um, contractions were a lot closer together, um, just stronger, more intense. Um, I after my water broke, I hopped into the shower and let the water hit my back. I was still experiencing that back pain. Mm. 
and I started feeling the pressure to push while in the shower and but then I got out of the shower I was like all all over the place (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but then I, I think I labored on the birthing stool for a while and then I was on my hands and knees on the floor for quite a while still feeling the need to push and my midwife like before I was in labor ever in labor she mentioned that I only had two hours to push I think it was some sort of state law that VVAC people um only have two hours to push at home before you have to be transferred in active pushing so um and I had no idea what I was in my head was somewhere else (laughs) yeah yeah Yes, yeah, seriously. Were you just kind of letting your body do the work, knowing that in the back of your head that you only had those two hours? Yeah, I was just letting my body do whatever it wanted to. Um, I did start getting a little nervous, like, crap, what time is it? Is the baby going to come in time? Let's get this baby out. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah, that's like, that puts a lot of pressure on you, like, especially when you're like on a race against the clock when you're pushing. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, seriously. So how yeah. long did you end up pushing? For an hour and a half. Oh, wow. You made it. Yeah. <laughs> made it with a half hour to spare. <laughs> and I mean, I know some people, especially with the intensity of like going through transition, transition, I know a lot of people say like pushing felt good. How was it for you? Um, well, through the, throughout the whole labor, I actually really loved it. I loved experiencing the contractions and stuff like that. Yeah. The part was the pushing for me mm-hmm. just because my mindset completely changed and I just, I don't know where I was. And then, um, just before he was born during transition, that was the only time I really felt like I couldn't do this. Yeah. It's like, and through this, this is too hard. I can't do it. <laughs> it is hard. They were all like, you can do this, Rachel. You can. You're doing it. <laughs> oh that, I mean, oh, that is that is a hard part. <laughs> That's, I think most of us say then, uh, no, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> Let's wrap it up here, folks. We're done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously you got the hang of pushing and then then your baby's here and I'm sure that was so exciting and not knowing if he was a boy or girl yes it was super exciting um the midwife helped pull him out he had a his hand up by his head and the cord wrapped so he was on my chest immediately I was on this point (laughs) that what a difference between having to wait four hours and then holding. oh my gosh Oh, that's so sweet. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it is really surreal when they just put that baby right on your chest, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I loved it. It was <laughs> night and day difference. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm sure. And what and how amazing for you. Yeah, like to be like, wow, I did this. Like what a big jump to go from in the hospital having a C-section to at home with your midwife, you know, giving birth to your baby. It's amazing. Yep. First words I said was, oh my gosh, I just did this. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously. That's like so encouraging for other moms who have had C-sections, really. Mm -hmm. So then did you call your family immediately after and say, hey, guess what? (laughs) It was like (laughs) a couple hours later. 
and it was around two o'clock in the morning. But my mom happened to be in Italy at the time. So it would have been like daytime where she was at. Uh-huh. I sent her a text and said, here's your first grandson. <laughs> oh. And by the way, he was born at home. <laughs> yeah, I thought that too. And she was with her mom who was who was um, a needle natal nurse. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the next day she gave me a, they FaceTimed me and my, my grandma gave me a very stern look. <laughs> <laughs> you had to be back at home. <laughs> That's so funny. But I did it. <laughs> and we're all healthy. <laughs> yeah. That is so amazing. So yeah. how was your recovery um, with the home birth compared to the C-section? Um, it was great. I did have a little terror, um, but that was fine. I was still walking around. I felt, I felt amazing, really. Mm-hmm. I could feel it, but it wasn't worse than having my abdomen cut open. Right. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And how about emotionally? Did you feel any different? Emotionally, I felt great. I felt like I was like on a birthing high. Oh, <laughs> I was sure. Really great. <laughs> I like oh gosh, yeah. Was I'm breastfeeding sure. easier this time around? Oh, oh yeah. Well, um just after he was born, my doula was like spoon feeding me my food. <laughs> Jasper, Jasper found my breast on his own and then Aww. started. That's so sweet. So it, it was really sweet. I think oh my gosh. on video. <laughs> You're like, we're both eating at the same time. <laughs> That's, that's like awesome. the idyllic like perfect you know they do the birth crawl and latch right away like that's exactly what you want that's awesome it was it was, it was perfect wow that's amazing and um and where was your older child when you were having we didn't we didn't touch on that um did they did your daughter know you were having a baby at home Yes, she did. We I had actually watched some birth videos with her. Okay. Just so she was a little prepared. Um, yeah. but she wasn't very interested throughout the <laughs> whole birth. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Not that cool. Yeah. <laughs> she stayed asleep even though I was like yelling at the top of my lungs. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Just be like, you'll think it's really cool one day, okay? <laughs> <laughs> she did her brother was pretty cool though when she met him the next day oh I'm sure that's awesome that's so special that's so cool so you have now you're kind of I mean you're still kind of in you know you have an, um, an infant do you have any products that have been really awesome for you or for baby either this time around or last time around no I did encapsulate the placenta oh, cool. oh tell us a little bit about that because you're the first person that's mentioned that Oh yeah, cool. Um, the birth experience was completely different, so I'm sure that had a lot to do with my emotional health. But I do think that the placenta helped a lot as mm-hmm. well. Um, if I forgot to take it one day, I could feel my anxiety a little bit more, and so I'd make sure to take it and I'd feel better. Um, I know it's not for all people, but I think it definitely helped me. Yeah, I think it, I think it's something interesting because if you look at in all other mammals they all consume their placenta you know and whether it's for the health benefits or it's to detract predators or whatever reason that's what they do so I think 
we're kind of the only ones that don't. So it's kind of an interesting thing to look into, you know? Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, that was such a cool story. And I really, really think that you are going to, you know, encourage some other moms who have been through something similar that you can do it naturally and you can even do it at home if you want (laughs) after a C-section. That's really cool. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, one more thing. How can our listeners get in touch with you if they want to follow along or reach out? Uh, I do have an Instagram page called Ember and Brain. Oh, awesome. It's well, actually named after my kids, Violet, Ember, and Jen. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Very cool. Them. Well, we will send them your way. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Yep. Thank you for having me. Thanks again to Rachel for sharing her stories today. We hope you guys enjoyed that episode. And don't forget to follow along on Instagram at birthnaturally. If you have a chance, give us a five-star rating on iTunes and a review. Always, always helpful. See you next time, guys.